I get the book. Today's daf is daf kuf, page one hundred in the Heligim Masechus Bavakama Parak Hagoyzel Eitzim, and we are still in the middle of daf Tzadi Tes Amud Beis. We are up to Amma Rabba Barachana Amma Rav Yechanan, which is let's call it halfway down in the wide lines on ninety nine B, but halfway down Amma Rabba Barachana Amma Reb Yechanan. Here we go. Tabach Uman Shekilkel Chayiv. If I bring my animal to an expert shaykhit, an expert slaughterer, and he messes up on the shechita, Allah is chayav, he is responsible to pay me for the value of my animal. Even if he's like from the, the shlachtois, the, the slaughterhouse of Tzipari, who apparently were the, the creme de la creme, the most expert shlacht, um, uh, slaughterers, even they need to pay. Says the Gemara, me Amar Beichin Hachi. Did Beichin actually say this? No. If I bring something to somebody who tells me they're an expert in the field and they mess up, so there's malpractice. They're obligated to pay. There was a story that took place with Beichin on in the Beis Haknesses in the Shul of Ma'in V'Amar Lei, and he said to him, Zilai Siray the Mamchus Tanagaylam Afterach. Somebody brought their animals or chickens, it seems, to a expert slaughterer, and the guy messed up. And Rebbechanan tells the shaykhid, if you want to be off the hook, I need you to prove to me that you're an expert. Which seems to imply if somebody's an expert in some, you know, an expert, then things happen, and they're not going to be sued for malpractice. Like Asha, It depends. If the, the shaykhid wasn't charging, then if you're an expert, you're off the hook. But if you're an expert and you're charging, then you're on the hook. Somebody wants the slaughter to get off the hook. First, you should pay him. And this way, he'll become responsible, even if it's a little bit less than the value. But now he's a hired worker. And if he messes up, he's going to be responsible to pay you. So it's kind of like an added insurance policy. That's a challenging question. Let's say I bring my wheat to somebody to grind. I want him to grind up the wheat. And usually waters are soaked before they're ground up. And this guy didn't do the proper process. And he made them, instead of fine flour, he made it into uh, uh, less refined flour. I take flour to a baker. I wanted to make bread. And he made me uh, puff pastry. Okay, uh, you bring an animal to a shaykhit, and he messes it up. In all these cases, because you're considered a hired worker. Okay, what do you see from here? Since he's like a nice sachar, you're going to be responsible. Now, doesn't mean you're actually paying him. If you're paying him, he is a nice sachar. He is a hired worker. We say, no, this guy, since he's an expert, he's like a hired worker. So you see, even if you didn't actually pay him, he's going to be responsible, says the Gemara. No, 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 don't make that diak, don't make that inference. Rather, the reason why he's responsible is because you're paying him. So again, bottom line, you bring your item to an expert in the field and that person messes it up. If he's paid to do it, he's got to reimburse. He can be sued for malpractice. If he's doing it as a volunteer then he's not responsible to pay if he messes up. Listen to this story. Ahu magrumta. There was... Ahu magrumta da'asoi lekamei derav. 
there was a magrumta that came in front of Rav. Okay. Um, now, we're going to explain what magrumta, uh, what happened soon. We'll explain exactly how the slaughtering happened. Rav said that the animals trafe, but the shaykhit does not need, uh, he doesn't need to reimburse. And they said, Rav kind of uh, did two things to you. Now, did two things. Is that positive, negative? So here we see. But let's see. So again, what happened? Again, this guy showed up with an, with an animal that was going to be magrumta. And the story came in front of, uh, in front of Rav. And Rav told him, he's got a, he's got a, uh, it's, it's treif, and you're obligated to pay back. Okay. Um, but, so they said, Rav did two things to you. So it says, first of all, my tarti, what are these two things? He messed you up in two ways. First of all, the animal's kosher, like Rabbi Yisrael Rabbi and instead, he passed like the Rabbanon, so kind of like he did something detrimental to you, because really, it seems you passed like the Rabbi Yehuda. Vinam mikra Rabbanon, even if you're going to say that Rav, hold, that Rav holds like the Rabbanon, that it's trefa, di boy the chiv tabacha, he shouldn't have had, to, you shouldn't have had to pay. Umi are you allowed to say such a thing to somebody? Okay, in other words, if somebody comes to Bezin and Bezin paskins a certain way, the guy walks out, you're allowed to tell him that the Rabbanon are wrong? But I thought I've learned to the Bryce, because she ate say, when, when uh, you walk out of court, a judge, you need at least three judges on the court. What happens if two think one way and one thinks the other way? Majority rules. So you follow the two. When the judges leave court, they shouldn't, one guy shouldn't walk over, but you should know I'm the one who really sided with you. You're not let to say, you know, listen, I really think you're right, but what could I do? I was outnumbered. You're not let to do that. You're not going to throw your friends under the bus. About such a person that says, A guy walks around tattletailing, revealing secrets. Now, if this is true, if this is true, then they're not allowed to tell him afterwards that it was a wrong psak. You're not allowed to do such a thing, right? So, So rather they're saying that Rav did two things to help you. First of all, he helped you because now you're not going to eat treif. And he held you back from possible uh, stealing because he's obligating you to pay. Now, wh- wh- what's the case? What happened? We don't know to explain, so let's, let's spend a moment on this. When the, the, the case was, the story was, this guy, this shaykhit, shechted it with magrumta. So what is magrumta? So Rashi explains that we know in order for it to be a kosher shechita, you have to cut both the trachea and esophagus. And the trachea and esophagus have a number of different uh, circles around them separating the trachea from, uh, from the esophagus. Now, you have to cut straight through the trachea and the esophagus. If it comes in on a, on a slant, that's called shechting with magrumta. That's called the shechita with magrumta. And such a thing is, uh, and, and Rav Paskin, that such a thing would be Paskin Treif. And afterwards, they told him that Baruch Hashem, you're, you're, you're lucky that Rav uh, Paskin against you. This way, he helped you from Gezela. Okay, here we go. We are now up to 
Itmar, we learned. Here we go. Here we go. Itmar, we learned. If somebody shows a diner to a shulchani, a shulchani is a money changer. Now you want to know whether the money you have is counterfeit. Money changers were experts in this field. And it turns out the money that you want to give to the money changer is not valid. One b'risa says, Uman, if this guy is a craftsman, he's going to be potter. Uh, he's going to be potter if he paskins incorrectly. Hedyite, but if he's a, we'll call it an amateur, then, and he's wrong, then chayev. Whether the money changer is the uman or hedyite chayev. So now what happened? I brought money to a money changer and I want to know whether it's valid. The guy tells me no. Now he's wrong, but... That's like stealing from me, right? Because I had, I had money really that had value and this guy told me that it's wrong. So is the money changer responsible to pay back? So if he's an expert, he's not responsible. If he's not an expert, then he would be responsible. Omar of Papa. Uh, I'm sorry. And another Bryce says, either way, you're responsible. So, so what's the halacha? Omar of Papa. Of Papa says, That's talking about Danku and Isser. Who they knew every last detail about money, and if they're ever wrong, then it's not considered a negligence. But somebody else who doesn't know everything, it is considered negligence if he says it wrong. Says al So if they if they know the best of the best and they they know, they know everything, how could they make a mistake? What happened was maybe the the mint created something that very day. <coughs> and it's the first time the money came out. So how are they supposed to know? They it. Sometimes there's simply no way for them to know it from, uh, no way for them to ever know from before. You can be the greatest expert in the field, but it's always changing. Okay. Here we go. Four lines for the bottom of Tzadi Tess Omad Beis. There's a woman who showed a dinner to Rav She wanted to know whether it was valid currency. Omar Law Ma'al He said, yeah, this is Ma'al this, uh, this is good money. Lemachar the next day, Asay lekamei v'amrulei, Achzasi v'amrulei, Bishahu v'laikanafikli. She comes back and she says, "Well, I've been told that it's actually counterfeit." Ooh, see, here's what happened. She came to Rav Chia. She said, "Is it kosher? Is it good money?" Rav Chia advised her to take it. Now, let's say she was selling a can of soda, and this person was giving her a dinner. So she wanted to know whether it was good money. He told her, Rav Chia told her, "It's good money." So she took the money on his. Uh, on his advice. And then what happened afterwards is it turned out he was wrong. And write on my pinkus, on my uh, diary or my ledger, din uh, bish that I, I was wrong over here. And, uh, you know, this is a, part, this is a, a, mis- a business mistake. All right, he felt his responsibility to go and pay her back. Says Gemara, "Mashta Danku ve'Isser deptiri mishum la'tzrichi le'Migmar v'chia nami lav le'Migra kabay." Rochia apparently was the creme de la creme, also best in his field, and therefore, why is he responsible? He shouldn't have had to reimburse her. Says Gemara, "You're right. Rochia didn't have to reimburse her, but a yid doesn't only do what we need to do. A yid does what a yid is supposed to do." Rav Chia went above and beyond the letter of the law. You should make known to them. This is referring to 
Base chayehem. This is referring to earning a parnasa. How appropriate for parshas mishpatim. Es haderach, you should let them know the path. Zugimilas chazom, referring to kindness. Yelchu, that you should walk on. Zubikr chaylem. This is referring to going to visit the sick. You walk to visit the sick. Ba, in it, zukvura, bearing the dead. Es hamaisa. The, you should teach them the, the doings, Zuadin. It's referring to, to, to judgments. Asher Yasun, that you should do, Zulufnim Mishura Sadin. A Jew is supposed to go above and beyond the letter of the law. Just because you have the right to do something, it doesn't make it the right thing to do. And therefore, Reb Chia, um told his, uh, told his uh, accountant to reimburse her. Okay, another story. Reish Lakish Achvile showed a dinner to Rabbi Elazar Amar Malyahu. He wanted to know, was it a valid dinner in currency or not? Says Rabbi Lazar, yeah, it's valid currency. Amar Lakish said to Rabbi Lazar, okay, I'm relying on you, which meaning I'm going to accept this money from somebody in a sale, in a business sale, in a deal. All right, I'm going to take this money because you're telling me it's good. Amar Lay. So Rabbi Lazar said to him, Kisamachtalai, this that you're when you rely on me, my lamembra, what what do you what do you what point are you trying to make? What are you saying? If you're telling me that, so that if it turns out that that it's not good currency, you expect me to reimburse you, if that's why you're telling me this, you're the one who says that Rav Meir Paskins Dina Degarmi that you're obligated for direct causative damages. My love, Rav Meir Kavase, which means Rav Meir holds in that. But we don't Paskin like Rav Meir, so why would I even be responsible to pay you back? Omar Leh, he says to him, no. He says, no, that's not why I said that. Rather, Rav Meir, Rav Meir Paskins Dina Degarmi. And we do paskin like him, and therefore I'm letting you know that if you're making a mistake, you have a financial responsibility. Says the Gemara, hi, Rev Mayer. Which opinion of Rev Mayer are we referring to? Which statement of Rev Mayer? Elaine Rev Mayer. If you're going to tell me it's the following halacha of Rev Mayer, and now we're going to say, Dalmaf Simon. We're going to give some examples, some halachas of Rav Meir, the Tanan. We learned in the Mishnah, Dones Adin, what happens if Bezdin Paskin, the court case, Zika Esachayev, and, and uh, it turns out that he made the one who was really obligated innocent, Echiev Esachayev, and as long as he ruled wrong. Timi Esachayev. Tiresatame, Masha Osa Osiv Yishalim Bebeisai. The Allah is, the Psak is the Psak. His, whatever, whatever this, uh, this person, Paskin, this Pisic Paskin is, he can't go back on. However, Yishalim Bebeisai, you need to pay back from your own money. So let's say I said, Reuven and Shimon come to me for a Din Taira. And I'm one judge. I'm, let's say I'm a Mumcha. And Reuven says, Shimon owes him $100. And that's taka true. I Paskin Shimon doesn't owe him. So I'm wrong. I make a mistake, I Paskin Shimon doesn't. Turns out, after the verdict is given, it's proven that I'm wrong. You're, you don't go back and obligate Shimon. You know what happens? The judge has to pay. If you judge by yourself, if you're a one-person uh, judge, we don't overturn the judgment, but he has to pay back from his own property. Why? Because this is called Indina Digarmi. This is called direct causative damage, and now the, the one-person judge 
would be responsible. Says Gemara, but we learned about that halacha. That's only when this judge took the money directly with his own hands and gave it to the other person. Then you're called garmi, a direct uh, cause. But if you just made a mistake and you weren't the one to actually confiscate the money improperly, you don't need to pay. So that cannot be the Rav Meir of Dina de Garmi, because that's more than Dina de Garmi. You directly with your hands incorrectly brought direct damage. This is not causative damage of your ruling. You actively took the money away. Maybe that's why you're responsible to pay out of your own pocket, Mr. Uh, Rabbi Judge. But if you wouldn't have done that, maybe uh, just because he's direct cause, that's not obligated. So which statement of Rameyer, again, is referring to by Don Dino de Garmi? It's a different statement of Adam. I bring my wool to a dyer and he dyes it the wrong color. You got to pay. Because that's direct causative damage. Says the Gemara, what do you mean? That's not called causative damage. I asked you to dye it red. You did it black. You damaged me with your own hands. That's not causative. That's direct damage. So that can't be the statement of a mayor either. It's a different statement that we're using. If I take my vines and spread it over my friend's grain, now the problem with that is it's going to turn it into kalayim, forbidden mixtures. So, she now becomes unfit, and whoever laid out the vine over the... Uh, over the um, uh, wheat is going to be responsible to pay. So, so you see causative damage. Rev. Mayor obligates you. Says Gamar again. That's not causative damage. That's direct damage. So that can't be the Rev. Mayor referring to either. Rev. Mayor is a different statement of Rev. Mayor. If let's say a wall of a Kerem Nifritza was knocked down. Top of Kofam Abbez. It's the owner of the field. Now you have a field and a vineyard side by side. Side by side. And you need a fence in between so it doesn't become client. Otherwise, it's going to end up in a forbidden mixture. They're going to, the nutrients from one are going to spread into the other. So, Amr Lagidar. So, the guy, owner of the wheat, says the owner of the vineyard, says, uh, build it up. Build it up. Fix your fence. Nifritza. And then it falls down again. Amr Lagidar. If, let's say, the owner of the vineyard gives up on it, and he's going to be responsible if there's any loss to the owner of the grain, because, again, he's turning it into client. And that lack of overseeing responsibility of building it up is called garmi, it's called direct, uh, it's called direct causative damage. And this is the Rav Meir that we, uh, this is the Allah of Rav Meir that we are referring to. Okay, here we go. Zuck the Mishnah, three lines from the top of Daf Kuf Omud Beis. Zok the Mishnah. Somebody gives wool to a dyer Europe, and he burns it. Nicely, the He's got to give him the value of the wool. You damage the guy's wool, he's got to pay. If let's say he did a bad job, he didn't burn it, he just did a bad job dying it. If the shvach is more than the yitziah, if the, the gains to the wool still costed more. Then the dye itself, nice and like as the owner of the wool has to pay for whichever is less. So you pay for just for the dye, but you don't pay for the actual uh, cost. But let's say the cost is more than the gain to the wool. So nice and like as Then you only have to pay for the gains. In other words, the one who owns the wool has the upper hand over here. He's going to have the upper hand. 
Let's say I asked him to dye it red and he dyed it black. Or Shachar Tzvei Adam, black and he did it red. You pay him the value of the wool. If the gains were more than the cost of the dying, whichever one costs less, I have the upper hand over here. Says the Gemara, my ka'or. What do we mean that you asked him to dye it and he didn't do a good job? It means kilabus. He dyed it like, he dyed it with kilabus. Says the Gemara, shkayich. I don't know what kilabus is. My kilabus, what's that? Omar Rabbi Bar Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel says, top of tomorrow's daf, it is kafra dudi. It is leftover dye. So basically, you have the initial dye when something's dyed in the coloring. So, you know, the first time you use that coloring, it's going to have, it's going to be stark. It's going to have stark coloring. If you use the leftovers from it, it's the second time you're using that dye, it's not going to do as good of a job. It's kind of like, you know, sometimes people make coffee yeah, and you use coffee grinds. So you let the water go through it. The first time it goes through those grinds, that's going to make you a gishmaka coffee. Then you're too lazy to change the grinds or you don't want such a strong coffee. So you run it through again. The second time it goes through, it's going to have, it's, it's going to be more shvach. It won't be as stark. So, so too over here, that's what it means if he, if he dyed it in a, in a weak fashion, which means he didn't use uh, the, the, this wasn't the original uh, wool that he used this dye for. It's not going to come out as stark. <laughs> hence, um, hence, you don't need to pay him the, the full value. You're only going to have to pay the, the lesser amount, either the gains of the wool or the cost of the dye. Okay, we're going to hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, Kevin.